Good morning. Acts chapter 16. In this chapter, Timothy joins Paul and Silas. They take a trip. We see the encounter with the women at Philippi. We see the escape from jail that leads to this guard being saved. And then Paul and Silas are granted their public release from jail. And it's really cool to see how they've recorded the steps that connect the dots in this chapter. In verse 6, it says they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to go to Asia. In verse 7, it says they were forbidden by the Spirit of Jesus to go to Bithynia. And in verse 8, they stop in Troas, where in verse 9, Paul is given a vision of a man pleading for them to come to Macedonia. In verse 10, they make the group decision to go to Macedonia, confident that God has called them there. What's interesting about Troas is this is where Luke, the writer of Acts, changes the pronouns from they to we, meaning they picked him up there. They picked the writer of Acts up there. So they go down to the river where people typically gather to pray and they preach to the women down there. And one of these women was Lydia. And we get to see this awesome example of someone responding correctly. She gets saved, she gets baptized, and then she invites these guys to her house. And then while they're on the way, there, they're intru we're, we're, we're introduced to the slave girl, who uh, the slave girl with a spirit of divination. Her owners use her to make money with their fortune telling, and this girl is following them for days, saying all the right things. She's shouting loudly, these men are servants of the Most High God, announcing the way of salvation. After many days, Paul finally casts the spirit out. So what's the lesson here? Patience, God's timing. People say the right things, but may just be a distraction. Maybe Paul knew what was going to happen. Maybe he delayed because he knew what was coming down the road. Um, we know that Jesus told the demons to be silent even when they spoke the truth. You can see that in Matthew 8, Mark 3, Luke 4. But anyways, so there are counterfeit gifts and the enemy is clever and knows how to discredit the real gifts. I think Paul knew what was going on and I think he knew what was going to happen, so he waited until he couldn't take it anymore. And I'm sure we've all experienced this, where you deal with people who have issues, even if they're saying the right things, you wait, you wait, you wait, then you deal with the issue knowing there will likely be negative repercussions. So because of casting this spirit out, the handlers get angry, they get beaten and put in jail, way deep in jail too, like in the inner chambers, in stocks. And in verse 25, we see that they're praying and singing together at midnight. It's another example of that one mind stuff, unity and encouragement. Then there's an earthquake, they escape, and they saved the jailer. The jailer was like freaking out because they got out or whatever, and he was ready to kill himself. And then he says, what must I do to be saved? It's an awesome thing to see how this works. You get prayer, worship, a miracle, and a conversion. It all happens right there. So here's the meditation moment. Are we really listening to directions? Remember, they're forbidden in verse 6. They're not permitted in verse 7. In verse 9, they get the vision. 10 and 11, immediately we sought to go, it says. Immediately we sought to go, which leads them to the women in 14, which leads them to the slave girl in 16, and it's this chain reaction that leads them to this awesome testimony. Are we learning to wait actively and with counsel? Because remember, these were group decisions. And then act when the timing is right. This is one way that faith is strengthened, and our prayer focus for this chapter is that prayer for strengthened faith. Actively waiting acting when you get that green light. That leads to great moves of the Spirit. That's what leads to miracles. So be encouraged, church, and we'll see you next time.